Subscribe to the Kill the Dead podcast on Apple Podcasts and stay up to date on our feed. For news, trailers, and more, check us out on the website, www.killthedeadpodcast.com. Remember, you can also comment, like, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at killthedead1. That's killthedead, O-N-E. Now, let's get on with the show. Welcome back to the Kill Dead Podcast. I'm your host, Gray. Tonight, we have our co-host, Brandon and Ash. Say what's up, guys. Hello. You know, I started to realize is I always say tonight, and it's not necessarily ever nighttime, except for you, Ash. Probably definitely nighttime. Uh, Well, tonight, we have a special host. Well, for tonight's episode, we have the one and only Scott Dawn. Hello, hello. Glad to be here. We are happy Weird. and excited to have you on here. Thanks, guys. So the reason we have you on the show is to discuss something that I'm glad Ash brought onto my radar and I'm sure was a love for you to make is <laughs> your film. So that kid killed himself in Maybe's garage. I mean, why would he do that? I need your help. <laughs> You were actually projecting last night, right? Yeah. If you could somehow astral project back in time and stop me from going to Maeve's... What the... You can bring me back, man. You ready? I... Go away. Holy moly! It's Uncle Jay, can you hear me? Hey, Uncle Jay! What? Did you call? Wait, you're his uncle? People drink blood, Jackson, throughout history. It's not that unusual. Oh, Maeve. Here, take this. Thanks, man. That's 10 bucks. Dude, we're cousins. Yeah, this is a family discount. I'm not leaving without my money unless you want me to stay. You want me to stay? How much is that gonna cost me, you know? 61.79. Yeah. Mandeo of the Dead, which, Ash, I, again, have to thank you for that. Um, uh, I would have never been aware of it without you. Scott, of course, thank you as well for making the film. Um, oh, yeah. I'm kind of hogging this. And this was definitely Ash's thing, so I'll, no. I'll shut up for a second. Um, but as you guys can tell, we enjoyed the film. <laughs> thank you, by the way, for watching. Yeah, it's one of those things where I think that, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but Amazon is really giving independent filmmakers a chance to put their work out there to be seen. Like, is that a tricky process, or do you just say, Amazon, I want to do this, and they let you upload it? Yeah, I, you know what? I think Amazon is, I got to give them a lot of credit for allowing uh, 
indie films to put their movies up with very little hassle. You know, like I thought, you know, if you want to get exposed to a lot of people, Amazon is the place to do it. And um, uploading the movie is actually really simple. It's actually simple because we just released on iTunes as well. And it was kind of a more complicated process. But um, Amazon, just like as long as you follow the guidelines, you can put your movie up and get out to people as, as soon as you want. So um, shout out to Amazon for sure. That's awesome. I know that, or I have to ask, uh, maybe you guys heard about this over the Christmas time, the <clears throat> Japanese a horror film, One Cut of the Dead, got released on Amazon. Yep. But it, they didn't own the production rights or the distribution rights. Um, so do how do they know if you're who you say you are? I don't know. That's kind of a nightmare, isn't it? Like I think that that someone put it put the movie up without permission, and uh, I guess it was like a pirated version or something. And I just yeah. I, f- I feel really bad for the filmmakers actually, but uh, I don't I don't know how they verify other than like it's got my email and that's a great question, Gray. I don't know. I don't <laughs> I have no idea, but it was it's kind of uh, sad for for what was it one cut of the dead? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, w- which his film is really good. It premiered here in Austin at Fantastic Fest, and I got to see it at a separate showing earlier this year. So it's like, I don't even make films, but I understand when you're trying to shop your film around and get distribution and expose it to the world, and then some you know, asshole just comes in, it's like, oh, I'm going to put this on Amazon. That really sucks. It, it does. It, it does. And they, they actually, for Mandeo, um, I'm seeing the movie pop up on some of these free sites already. So, yeah, I know. Like, but, but I think it kind of reminds me of like when, when Napster came around. And oh, wow. I, That's a name I haven't heard in a while. <laughs> <laughs> right, Napster. Uh, it's, I guess I could either be really sad about it or I can think of like, how can I make this work for, for the film team? Um, we're going to be doing some merchandising soon, shirts and Ooh. little pl- plush dolls and stuff like that. Like there's a plush doll of like the, the cereal monster mm-hmm. that we're making right now. And um, I, so, you know, I think that you have to look at it positively. Like you got to be like Bruce Lee. You got to be like water with these things. Oh, that touched my soul. Oh, I love <laughs> Bruce Lee. I do too. I do too. You're the best, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that it, it could be really just dis- like scary because anyone can do anything on the internet right now. But um, I think that there's there's ways around that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the other way you got to think about it is like even if it's you know illegal. I had air quotes again. Why do I keep doing that? <laughs> even if it is illegal. <laughs> A publicity in some way, shape, or form is better than no publicity when it comes to movies and things like that, because they're going to tell their friends, and their friends may not have the same, you know, um, expertise in the world of finding crap to stream illegally, and they'll be like, "Well, I have to get it off Amazon." Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It still works out. That's true. That's that's actually that's really that's a positive way of looking at it. It's it's it is publicity, and and there's there's people streaming this from out of country you know and i guess in a way I, I i saw this i was i was looking on google um that's right i google my own movie. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a, some guy who was he said he didn't speak very good english but he said he watched the movie six times and he loved it and on the one hand i'm like wow he watched it six times and enjoyed it on the other hand he did it illegally but at least mm. he saw it right i mean right. That, that, that's got to be worth something 
it's kind of hard to get mad at him about it. Right. Exactly. I'm not mad at him, in fact. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's something to it to word of mouth, right? I, right. I'm living proof of that with Ash. Uh, um, right. But it's, I guess it's how you parlay it to your advantage. Like, so a lot of people could be like, this is a loss and whatever, but you seem to be very positive about, hey, how can I make this work for me? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know it's an indie film and it's, you know, it's only my second movie and I'm, I'm actually very uh, just grateful to be able to share this with uh, the world, I guess. So, yeah, I, I, I think we have to look at it positively. Now, One Cut of the Dead, I'm sure, had a way bigger budget and I don't know how they handled this, but... Um, uh, actually, after this, I'm going to rent that movie just to kind of con contribute to their bank account. I hope that, do you think, did, did you hear anything about them getting that set up? Did they fix that on Amazon? Do you guys know? Uh, no yeah, idea. Amazon pulled it uh, shortly after. Like, I never okay. even saw it, but, um, okay. or I mean, I never saw it as an option ever okay. on there. That's so good. That's cool that they were quick to act on it. Exactly. And I really okay. feel like, for the most part, as a horror community, everyone kind of stepped up to make sure that it got taken down. It wasn't like it spread across Twitter of, hey, watch this movie for free. It was, hey, this movie was uploaded illegally. Help me get it taken down. Yeah. yeah. I'll be honest with you. I didn't see it because most of the time I'm the like first person where I'll be like, oh, there's a movie we uploaded on Facebook. And I'm like, are you guys fucking serious? So, I mean, they, it, it, they shut that down like super, super fast. That's cool. That's that's a really good thing. That that's and also the horror community. It seems like they have each other's back, which I really appreciate. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. One of the reasons why I love being part of it. Yeah, I know. That's what I love about you. I think that, and that's one of the reasons I reached out to you. I saw that you were, you were kind of reaching out and saying, "Hey, is there any uh, movies that I can watch and and spread the word about?" And um, I really uh, really appreciate that. Oh no problem. I'm smiling big <laughs> right now. <laughs> no, I, I, mean, I, I I'm, Sorry, go ahead. Nope, go right ahead. Ladies okay, first. Okay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no, I was just like, like I said in the last episode, like I just, I love being part of the horror community. I just want to do whatever I can to help spread the word, like spread the word about everyone's like movies, music, books, whatever. Like I just want to help out. So yeah. I feel honored that you reached out to me to be like, hey, watch my movie. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'm honored, too, that you that you even watched it. So, yeah. Mutual honor society here. Yes. I literally just put my right hand up like I'm swimming <laughs> into it. I promise I'm not weird. <laughs> I really do think that maybe horror is one unique place of where it gets, where people give back. That might sound weird. But I mean, yeah. in the aspect of... <clears throat> you know, uh, for example, one of my favorite movies of all times was Sleepaway Camp. A co-worker of mine back when I was in high school, like, brought me over and showed it to me. And I thought it was obviously one of the best fucking films I'd ever seen. And yes. then, like, that was just her showing me her favorite film, which became my favorite film. And then I subsequently go on to do the same thing to other people. It's like, oh, you haven't seen Sleepaway Camp? Let me show you this. I feel the same way about <clears throat> us now. I mean, our podcast doesn't reach millions of people or anything like that. Yet. <laughs> yet. Keyword, yeah. yet. Yet. Okay. Yet. Uh, the few people that are gracious enough to listen to us, um, you know, I enjoy the uh, aspects of being able to try to turn them on to new things. 
Yeah, yeah. Sleepaway Camp, that's a great thing that you mentioned because one thing, I haven't seen the movie yet. I have a lot of movies I have to see, obviously, but the 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 poster art of that is fantastic. Like the the yes. shoe, the shoe with the knife going through the, you know, the knife going mm -hmm. through it. And um, like that's like right right there, a lot of the things about horror is that the posters are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're in for a treat then. If you've never seen it, oh, I gotta see oh, it. Just wait the till craziest, the ending. The craziest thing about that film, it was written by a guy who came up with the idea in college, was on his brain, had to shoot it. He made it and walked away from Hollywood. Like oh, wow. he just left that little gift and went on and practiced law. And I think he like people got him to come back. I remember in the early '90s, late 2000s, there was like a fan page of just some random fan cataloging everything that had to do with the film and then eventually the original creator came back and hooked up with that guy to make return to sleepaway camp um, oh, wow is so that the like, one with isaac hayes in it yes and okay. the band members of what was known as cky camp kill yourself who <laughs> are huge fans of this franchise and the lead singer of that band before he got kicked out of the band actually married felissa rose and they have three children now and I don't oh, stop Rose, I love her. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. I had a wow. Holy crap, that's awesome. I'm actually, I had to look it up on IMDb now. And there's like five Sleepaway Camp movies. Uh-huh. That's awesome. That's yeah. really awesome. The last one was Return to Sleepaway Camp in 2008. Yeah, that would be the that one. And then... I guess the one that's counted as a different one is an unfinished movie. They went to film a fourth, uh, and they never, I guess they ran out of money. I don't remember the history on it, but there is like, if you have the original box set DVD, they do give you a copy of all that footage that is just some woman running through the woods with no narration. It's, it's not good. <laughs> I'll still watch it. <laughs> and I'll probably add my own narration to it. <laughs> Uh, to anyone out there that is a collector, actually, fun fact, if you do own the Sleepaway Camp box set and you have the Red Cross on the front of it, it is actually worth a couple hundred dollars. Do not throw it away or do not let your dog eat it. But if you oh, just wow. have the one without the Red Cross, it's not really worth anything. <laughs> Sorry, hey. nerding out. No, that's freaking awesome. <laughs> but getting back on track. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> sorry what the subway can't rant <laughs> um so i guess i'll start it off with um nope ash is gonna start it off oh me again okay <laughs> <laughs> so i like to do my research on a lot of things and i decided to research your name on google yes i google too nice <laughs> and I saw a little something that you were on Disney XD. I was. I was. Yeah. On uh, Kicking It. How was that? I remember the show a little bit, but how, how was being on that show and everything? At the time, I think that was 2013. And um, it was great. It was great. Uh, you know, I, I, I guess I if you had asked me when I was even younger, if if my like my aspiration was to be on a Disney show, I would have said no. But it was actually really a really great learning experience. Um, 
I, I did three episodes of Kicking It. Uh, the first one I played a prince, and then they had me back, and it turns out my character was was a spy or something. And I did two episodes from that, and I yeah, I learned a lot. I <laughs> I, I guess I can just say I learned a lot on that. Wow, so you, when, you did it. Yeah, you did your Google homework. Yes. So before getting into or getting casted for that show, were you like dead set on you were going to be an actor or were you just like trying to get into the industry or they just found you in a mall? <laughs> in a mall. Uh, you know what? Like when I was younger, I used to make movies. Like my, my the first thing I ever did, my parents set up a tripod for my friends and I, and we, we would like act out Batman Returns. Um, and... I, I just always liked filmmaking. In junior high and high school, I was making movies with my friends and, and kind of doing it the way I'm doing it now. I was in it. I wrote it, you know, uh, and edited the thing. But when I came out to California, I had this weird notion that I should pick one one of the things I'm good at. So I just, I was like, and I wasn't even that good at acting or anything. I just, I was like, okay, I'm going to California. What's the cliche thing? I, I guess I'm just going to be an actor. So I came out and I, and I focused on being an actor and I guess, I guess it was good because it, it let me learn more about the craft because um, when I was first starting out, I guess I really sucked. I watched a movie I was in uh, a while ago back in 2007 called Disposable and I did that in my hometown and I was so, I was literally the worst actor in it for sure. Um, so I guess coming to California, I learned quite a bit about acting. Um, but over the over the years in California, I learned that I really like filmmaking in general. I I, I like doing what I did when I was a kid, uh, writing, directing, acting. So I guess I just started out as an actor, but I realize I can I I, I have a little more to offer as a storyteller. That's awesome. So did you have to like sing to be part of Disney? <laughs> No, no, thank, thank goodness. Because seriously, I, I used to be in a band when I was in high school, but I don't think I was that good either. Man, I, I did a lot of things I wasn't good at. Um, but no, I didn't have to sing. I just had to do like, I feel like, oh God, just, I did some overacting. If, does that count? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's Disney, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was definitely doing some overacting, but... But I definitely, I, you know, when I look back on those kicking in days, the best thing about it was I'd be at these these air, airports, and like, um, yeah, I would. I, I, a few times I was at an airport, and these kids would come up to me and recognize me from my show from kicking it, and I was only on it three times, like I said, and these kids are like on fire about that show, at least at the time, and actually it, it kind of made it worth it. Like I, I thought that was really cool that uh, anyone re would remember me from that. So yeah, it, it was actually quite a trip. <clears throat> Sorry, I lost my voice. <laughs> <laughs> I was like trying around. to say something. My voice was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's awesome. Like having Disney under your belt and like yeah. kids like recognizing you and Especially now with what Disney is like with the Marvel universe and everything, I, I guess I should be pretty proud. Oh, yeah. But that was yeah, that, Does that mean you have an option to be linked into the MCU? 
I was hoping, Gray. I was hoping. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I should talk. You know, I, I've had a couple agents, and uh, I don't have one right this second. But if I had one, I'd be like, "Do you think we can bridge that into an MCU movie?" And they would probably say no. But we'll see. It'd be worth the effort, though. Yeah, right. hell yeah. go hell for yeah. it. Exactly. All right. So, if, if there's one thing that is common with anyone who loves any any type of horror aspect whether it be video games movies books whatever everyone has a favorite like monster or killer that you know they're like that is the coolest thing ever or if you're me i'm like that's absolutely terrifying if i saw that in the alleyway i'm running away as fast as i can so who is your favorite horror monster or killer and 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 what brought that about oh man i i have to you know there's 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 probably a lot, um, but I think that I don't know why. When you when you brought that up, I just got Pennywise in my in my head. I I know I know that probably a lot of people have that guy come up in their head, but Pennywise is not only freaky as hell, but he's kind of funny too. Like mm-hmm. he's he's got this light heartedness to him, and that kind of makes him more freaky. Um, yeah, that's the creepy factor. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And the new one. Oh, I was I was blown away by the new it. By the way, did you guys? Did, what did you guys think? Oh, I loved it. I thought it was oh, phenomenal. Definitely for yes. a revival. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely yeah. looking forward to the sequel this fall. Dude, yes. same, same. You know what I was thinking? Like, I saw the cast, and I was like, wow, they really feel like the the grown up versions of the kids. And I thought that was, you know, props to the the filmmakers for casting so well. Yeah, and I, I think you know one of those pressurous situations to where people would have had felt a certain way if they didn't get it right. Like right. I'm sure those auditions were like, hey, we, we really got to think this through. But the moment I saw Bill Hader, I was like, oh, okay, they got this. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right. The only one I was. When I was when I was thinking about who the the girl was going to be, I did I did think it was going to be Amy Adams for Me some too. reason, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they look like each other. But you know, I think Jessica Chastain's a great actress, so I think uh, I think she's going to kill it. There's hope. <laughs> <laughs> There's um, hope. Another fun nerd fact: Did you guys know that Pennywise is gay? And. Huh? Pennywise and the Baba Duke are dating in the LGBTQ um, area of the world because of a mishap on Netflix when the Baba Duke got placed in the gay category. <laughs> oh, I did. I think I saw some about that, like on social media. Whoa! Yep. Interesting. I literally just Google because I Google as well. <laughs> and yeah, we all Google. That, we that's all Google. Kind of crazy. Wow. Uh, learn something every day, I guess. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, I, dude. I did not expect you to to throw that knowledge bomb. That's crazy. I didn't expect them as a couple, but I guess I could see it. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, your boat. You know. Yeah. Oh, hey. There's someone for everyone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it gives hope. <laughs> All right. Um. Oh, sorry, Brandon. I cut you off. No, you did not. I was just making a noise because I'm weird like that. Continue. <laughs> oh, no. I was just going to um, ask, like, what was your inspiration for the film? 
for Mandeo of the Dead. Definitely Insidious. Like I, I, I saw this movie Insidious, and uh, you know, at first I thought it, I, I when I when I saw the trailers for Insidious, I thought it was really just about like a haunted house and ghosts and stuff like that. But I was really pleasantly surprised to find that it involved astral projection, which I I had been doing some research about astral projection anyway, because I think it's kind of interesting. My friend, uh, Blake from my hometown, he always bragged about how he could uh, lucid dream. And he would Mm -hmm. say how awesome it was because he could control his dreams and do whatever he wanted. And I was jealous. I wanted to do it too. But anyway, Insidious (laughs) is the the movie that made me uh, really interested in astral projection. So when I was making my movie, I was like, man, it'd be great to use it as like a time travel machine. You know, uh, my, one of my favorite movies is Back to the Future. And I'm not going to be able to top the DeLorean, but if I can, you know, bring a, a fresh spin to the time travel machine, I guess it would be that we use astral projection in our movie. You know, it's funny that you say that because last week it was kind of spur of the moment. Ash and I were talking about it. And I compared the film to <clears throat> Back to the Future meets Shaun of the Dead. And then I realized I was wrong. I actually think, and you can correct me if I'm way off on this, your film has notes of Inception in it. Oh, dude. The Christopher Nolan film from, like, 2010. <laughs> yes. By the way, you you were spot on. I, I heard that episode, by the way. Um, thank you for that. And, yeah, Inception has a big part of this because I just, when I first saw Inception, my mind was blown. I love that they were going layers deep. They were going to sleep, going on a mission, trying to solve something, and and dude, you're you're spot on about that. Yes, it has some inception notes to it for sure. Oh, look at you, Gray. Okay. Yeah, Gray, that was great. It wasn't obviously on the first time. It was after watching subsequent times. But it, it's like I thought it was genius. Like it only made me like your film that much more. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm so glad you got that because I told my DP, my director of photography, I was like, it, let's. You know, I told him. To- Inception. He was like, no need. I've already seen it a million times. But um, yeah, like I just love how they go into, I think they even had some shots where they were going into the forehead sort of. And I just, yeah, I borrowed some stuff from that. So nice, Gray. That was awesome. Thank you. I also had a separate question about the, uh, I guess, how did you come from, um, paraphrasing, a DeLorean to being the vessel for time travel to astral projection being the um, means uh in that thought process like where like you did you always know you were going to make a time traveling film or did one come before the other i guess is the question yeah i think it started with like i definitely wanted to make a time travel movie and i would always i i i mean if i could have i would have used a car too because it's just so cool what a great idea um, but mm-hmm. I just, yeah, but I don't think I can bring myself to do it because how are you going to ever measure up to back to the future? Seriously. And so when inception came along, I'm like, okay, there's something here the, there's something about how they're jumping around. It, I guess they're, they're inception kind of messed with time. It's not time travel, but you know how that, that van was like traveling down so slow the whole movie and there's layers deep. I just, there was something to that that felt kind of like time travel. So when I was thinking of making my first time travel movie, um, I don't know. I don't know why. To be honest, I don't know why it it 
it happened the way it did, but I'm grateful because I've actually saw, I've seen on some forums online that people actually say that they have time traveled using astral projection, uh, which what? I find very, in yeah, I know, I know it's, I've never astral projected myself, but, uh, they do say that it's possible to astral project into the past. And I, and I always found that very intriguing. So I guess that's kind of the seed of where it came from. That would be cool, but kind of creepy at the same time. Like oh, I, I don't know. know what to do. It'd be kind of, yeah. I mean, it, it would be really freaky, but if I could, I would do it. I would do it. Like, why not? Right. Oh yeah, definitely. And, yeah. And there's, there's certain things I'd probably stay away from. Like, seeing myself at 2 a.m. in college like that's probably not a good look <laughs> oh Don't what were you it. doing <laughs> yeah yeah that's well, it's like one of those things right like whenever you're drunk right you think you're having uh -oh. the best time of your life and anyone sober <laughs> knows that you just look stupid but you don't remember how bad you look. You just remember how awesome your night was. So uh, I don't need to see any of that again through sober lenses oh we can um, talk about this Gray. <laughs> <laughs> talk about this after the show that's well put though I, I i know what you're saying though that i wouldn't want to see some of those 2 a.m sessions either yeah i mean i don't <laughs> want to see mine but i can laugh at myself very easily <laughs> <laughs> so um if there's one thing that i've always been interested in is once again this is coming from a theater background and someone who absolutely mm. loves writing. It's the creative process of how everything happens. So what was the writing process for you like with the movie? And like, how long did it take until you had a, I wouldn't say like a fully constructed, this is exactly what I want, but you had like the, the script, you, you had the, 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 you had the meat and potatoes. Oh, good question. Um, I, the, well, I guess the whole process took about like three and a half months. If I had to like lock down how long, I'm kind of guessing, I think it was three and a half, but like when I had the, a, a really good, a, a rough draft that made me think, wow, this is worth tinkering with more. I felt like, I think that that happened in like a, a month and a half. And that was just, oh gosh, man. I love this. It's a good question, but I have to actually think back to how it all started <laughs> because like I did this other script. Um, I had this other script I was doing and I, I shopped it. I was like talking to some actors. There was this actor I was talking to who, who said he could get some funding for it. And that all fell through. And I was kind of jaded about that. I was like, cause I was like, yeah, I need like 50,000. I need a hundred thousand or something like that to make this movie. And I realized, wow, if I, if I'm going to wait for 50,000 to a hundred thousand dollars to make a movie, it's going to take forever. So a lot of this movie came from, okay, I have probably about, $13,000 to work with at the most. Okay. So what can I do? I've got a couple locations. I've got some actors I know of that would be down. Um, what can I do? I still want to do a time travel movie because my first movie was more of like an indie movie where a guy goes to the desert and works on his relationship. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, know you, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, so this one was like, I think I started with my constraints first. And then I worked backwards, and I think what came from it uh, was a nice little, a nice little indie exercise in sci-fi horror comedy. And like I said, I love astral projection, and I thought, wow, that there's something there. It's underutilized. It's so could you say that? Because it's like you essentially just defined falling on a budget. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would you would you say there is one shot or take in the film that was influenced by the budget for the better? Like you imagine it one way, then you realize what you could actually do, and it still worked, and you liked it afterwards. Oh wow, great question. Uh, I have to think about that. Oh, we gave you the questions. Now you feel my pain that I go through <laughs> every episode. Oh. Yeah, Ash hates questions. Yeah. I just hate them. I just need time to think. Me too. Me too. But I, I do appreciate that question. Like, I guess the best way I could answer that is that sometimes I knew, like, we were shooting like 15 pages a day, uh, which is a lot. It's a lot. We yeah. had we shot we shot this movie in about um, nine days plus Dang. one day for pickups. So we had to do we had to be kind of creative. Sometimes I would do shots like just one oneers, you know, uh, shots where we would do everything in one take. Um, oh man, honestly, there like there, there are some shots of the door. I, I would add in like digital smoke. Um, there's a shot that I use in the trailer uh, of the door, the green door. I had to do that on my last day because I was like, I wasn't getting the right shot. So I went back on the very last day. Let's get this. And um, I don't know. I'm not answering this right. I think there was gray, but I'm not really sure which ones that they were. Oh, oh, okay. There was some, <laughs> uh, there was a shot where uh, one of the characters gets killed temporarily Um I decided to go back and get some reaction shots that really that really help sell it. If that helps, mm-hmm. yeah. Because for me, it's it's a thing, and I said it before. I love this. Isn't quite a isolation film, but you do have two distinct locations, so it's mm. it's almost in that ballpark. And those type of things really intrigue me, just from creativity. Like I love seeing what directors can do when you don't have to worry about everything changing around you. It's just the people in the room are the focal points. Yeah, yeah, I, I really it was a great exercise in that. And and also I will say, since there was only like two locations, um, we really used time travel to our advantage because and, and the astral realm because you can mm-hmm. make when you're working with the real world and the astral realm, you're 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 instantly turning one location into two. So it, I felt like we had basically four locations, even though we had like two. I think so. that's interesting when you look at it, because you can like, obviously, as a director, you can define what the astral realm is. So it doesn't have to stick to something. And right. I mean, right. you're one of few people to even delve into that type of horror, because I guess it can be a genre now. There's more than one that makes it a genre, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh, what is there? Insidious, and the and and plus there's like uh, it's not horror, but Doctor Strange is dealing with astral projection. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's. I think that's kind of cool. It, it's getting into the the pop culture mind, so that's interesting. Damn it, Disney! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also, like uh, return. I'm sorry. Uh, Return of the Jedi too. They did some astral stuff. Oh yeah, they did. Oh, did I say Return of the Jedi? I mean the the Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Yeah, they did some astral stuff. So yeah, damn it, Disney. You're right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Back to them again. <laughs> <laughs> so like, was it a chat? Like, did you find it to be like a challenge to be like 
playing a character and then writing the script and then like being a director of the film. Yeah, I, I, th- I, I mean, it, it probably was a challenge, but we were doing so many scenes a day that I guess I just, I think it was really great that I didn't get to think about it too much. And, and one thing I learned on my first movie schlep, uh, my first movie took three attempts to make, because I underestimated all the things that go into filmmaking. That's just like the arrogance of not knowing what you're doing, okay? So I, one of the biggest lessons I learned was rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. Yes. And, if you're re- and also surround yourself with people that are better than you, and, uh, and, and that will be your, your safety net. So on Mandeo, I made sure I rehearsed extensively with the cast, and got actors that I, I was in love with that I that I really knew could do a good job, and so that way when we got on set, it was it was about we knew what we were doing, but we could also add a few new things because we were comfortable with the material. And um, I guess I wasn't thinking it, it, it didn't feel uncomfortable. No, it, it felt like a really fun a fun atmosphere, not only for me and I. I'd like to think that my my actors have told me that they had a, a blast on it too. So. Um, no, I, I, I think that I would be worried if I was like worrying about how I'm doing and stuff. I just, just had fun. That's good. Yeah. I could tell, um, I think you posted a video on your Twitter the other day. It was just like behind the scenes of like yeah. filming the, of the movie. And I could just tell that y'all had lots of fun. We did. I was like, we man, did. I wish I was part of that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm glad that you got that, that sense from that because, um, it's kind of one of the uh, one of the special effects is like, are the actors having fun? Hopefully, if they're having fun, they're translating that energy to the to the, to the audience. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of there? schlep, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Greg. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No. Oh, okay. Well, I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was just going to um, ask, like, with uh, both Schlepp and Mendeo, I kind of had a feeling that it was, like, the whole 90s slacker comedy vibe to them. Like, um, like Clerks, especially oh, I, like with, with the black and white and Schlepp. Was that what you were kind of aiming for? I don't know if I was aiming for it. I definitely, when I, I definitely, when I think of Clerks, I think of inspiration. Like, I think, okay. They made that movie. It got shown to the world. Okay, maybe, possibly, if I make a movie, it, it won't sink into oblivion. Um, but I, I don't. I wouldn't compare it to Clerks because Clerks has a really great sharp wit to it, and um, it's kind of this pop culture thing. Uh, as far as like the black and white of Schlepp, I wish I could say that. Oh, I'm. Uh, it was a really great artistic move, but I think it was about. I was getting my director of photography to do the the color correction on the movie Mm -hmm. and it was kind of just easier on my wallet if he did half of it in black and white i could sort of i could sort of justify the fact that my character sees life in black and white until he gets this idea to go and make things right with his girlfriend and but mainly it was like i could save some money if i just do black and white for 20 minutes of the movie (laughs) (laughs) That just to be honest, just to be honest. Right. I mean, I thought it was cool though. I like Thank it. You. I like the whole vibe of it. I, 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 I probably, you know what? That, it's unintentional. Well, that is still kind of Kevin Smith-ish. For Clerks, he uh, he was only allowed to film the store at nighttime. 
like all the day shots you see is just him filming in front of the store while they were doing normal operations. So oh, it's, wow. um, you know, that some things are done not because you want to, it's because it came out of necessity. That's really cool to hear. Wow. I like that. That that actually makes sense. I mean, that movie was made for like the clerks was made for like what twenty seven thousand dollars of like credit card money. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Ah, that's awesome. That's so awesome. I, I you know, Quick Stop should pay him some money for that, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. As a um, young kid and completely unaware of the world of cinema, I watched Clerks and I thought it was awesome. But not even for all the reasons I think it's awesome now. It's just a kid and you're hearing people be uh, assholes using big words, essentially. Uh, and I was telling all my friends about it. And then I go to rent it again and I'm watching it and it's in black and white. And I'm just like, something's wrong with this tape. And I may have told the story before. But the point is, like, I never realized that the movie was in black and white the first time I watched it. I was just so enamored with it that the color didn't bother me at all. And then it wasn't until the second time I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on? Like, I never even noticed it because the a, content of it was so good. That's a big compliment to the to the movie and the and the subject matter and all that stuff. Like, you didn't even notice that there was no color. That's awesome. That yeah, says a lot. The- that says a lot for what was on the screen. Wait, there wasn't color in Clerks. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> there no. wasn't Clerks yeah, no. too. <laughs> no, oh, yes. hold on. I'm sorry, I'm having a moment right now. (laughs) It's okay, just breathe. Brandon, are you colorblind? (laughs) No, I'm not colorblind. Trust me, that's what I was thinking at first, too. And I was like, no, no, this Red Bull can definitely has a blue label on it. And it's like blue and silver. I'm like looking at everything. I'm like, how did I not know that this was black and white? Like, that that blows my mind. I'm sorry. (laughs) Wow. So... Uh, I want to ask you a question. I We saw last week on, or I saw, you guys probably did see or we talked about it, that uh, you announced that there will be a sequel to Mandeo, Mandeo Returns. I assume the title has something to do with the fact that his father came back. Um, my question to you, and you might not be able to say this yet, is his father back as in he wasn't dead and he has astral projecting from some other place that he went to go keep him safe? Uh, or is it part of he's able to talk to the dead anyway so his father's there uh very cool question i definitely i don't want to say too much because i'm still writing it like i'm still doing i'm I'm only like halfway through and it's kind of in that in that phase where it has a lot of kinks to work out but the 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 title refers to you know what jay is going to utilize his powers and and he's got, he's back, you know, he's, he's by the, in the second movie, he's, when we come back to him, he's having kind of some hardships and, uh, he hasn't been using his astral powers for a while. And this, the, the returns refers to him, like he's back, he's using it and, um, he's going to help solve another problem. It's, it's very episodic, you know, uh, I okay. will say, I will say that his dad does return for a little bit, but the, the new, the new problem that we're making for these characters. I mean, it's, it's definitely fresh. It's a, it's a brand new chapter. Oh, oh. I'm excited would, about it. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that whole thing makes me grin. I'd be remiss if I didn't say that. Uh, <laughs> no, that definitely sounds cool. Cause I was Thank just you. trying to, 
you know, spitball what it could be once I saw the uh, YouTube clip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It does they, end pretty well for a sequel. Right, right. I do want to answer that thing that happened at the end um, in the sequel, but it, 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 the way we do it is kind of unexpected, and I hope that I hope that you like it. We, maybe we can talk about it again when when uh, the movie's ready to be released. Oh, yeah, definitely. Of course. Yeah. Thank you. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I want to shoot that movie. Uh, I think we're gonna we're trying to shoot that mid year, so mid year, and then hopefully releasing in early twenty twenty. Nice. I cannot wait. Yay! Thank you, man. Oh, I nice. can't wait. I'll be rocking my Mandeo shirt. Your Mandeo shirt? Yes. I, I will, yes. We will have some of those. We'll have that. Are there any and, aspirations for casting? Oh, oh man. I I do have some aspirations, but I don't know who I can afford, you know? I'll do it for free. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I want, I want you three. You three? Let's let's get a part for you guys. Just have a live podcast. Do uh, Have us doing our live podcast show. People can see us, and it's just like, huh, that really just happened. <laughs> <laughs> I That'd think you're awesome. onto something. You're onto something. I got to think about that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> somewhere, I, you know, I'm looking to make a couple of these. So, you know, there's got to be a place for you guys somewhere. Yay! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Uh, well, one of the before we wrap I, this up, I, I, I want. <laughs> oh, you're gonna ask it? Or do you want me to ask it? Go right ahead. Okay. Yep. So, <laughs> If you've noticed in the past like two or three years, it's just been this huge, just revival, like of all these awesome, badass horror movies. So let's say that you let's not worry about budget because we've mentioned budget a lot during this. Right now, you don't have to worry about budget with this question. I promise you. Um, but if you could rebirth or remake any horror movie, any, which one would it be? Oh wow. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. Ash, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. This, this question. I know, amazing. I'm sitting over here like, dang. That's a great, great question. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, horror movie. Oh, man. I mean, I, the thing is, I, I'm, I'm weary on answering because, you know, I love Poltergeist. The original, I really enjoy it. And then they made this remake. And oh, I just gosh. hated oh. it, you know? <laughs> oh. It was so horrible. So horrible. So horrible. And then and then you have something like It, and then they made a remake, and it was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, man. Got to shoot for the stars. You do, you do, you do. Uh, how am I going to do this? I can't do it. I, I can't do it. I, I, ha I have to do it, right? Okay. <laughs> Sleep away. Oh, how about this? Sleepaway camp. Sleepaway camp. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> and, and and not a remake. Let's just make a sixth one. And give it, yeah, you know, like maybe a fifty million dollar budget. Let's just go there. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, are you think you're gonna be able to top that ending too? I mean, I know you haven't seen it yet, but I after haven't. you see it, you're gonna be like, damn. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit! I shouldn't have said that. Uh, you know, I like the idea of a continuation with it, but a continuation of it with practical effects only. 
only yeah 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 that that's for sure like i like i said i haven't seen this but in general practical effects is the way to go i mean i was seeing jurassic park recently and the first one is still like one of the best things i've ever seen as far as like practical effects like they that it, it just it really makes a difference but great question question brandon um you stumped me <laughs> i'll take my i'll take my my little w my little mini w my my golden star <laughs> <laughs> all right well we'll get to the part of the show that we hate to get to but it is the end uh is there anything other than the sequel that you want to plug or let your fans know about I do have some ideas in my head that I'm working on, but as of now, uh, I'm I'm pretty much sticking to Mandeo for now because that's what I'm writing and that's what I'm I'm, I'm really in the next, you know, year or two. That's kind of what I I'm doing. My wife and I are really plugging away at making this like a little indie franchise that that expands on these characters and it, it's a place for us to grow and and hopefully get better each time. Obviously, the 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 goal is to always grow. Um, but yeah, I do have some things in my head that are, are in the infant stage. And I hope that after all this Mandeo business is done, that I get to share that with the world and, and, and I'll be on this podcast, hopefully with you guys chilling and, and, and plugging it and just talking, talking movies. You guys are great. Of course. Thanks. And your wife, Gina is awesome. Shout out to Gina. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. She's amazing. She she is the reason these movies get made because there's an organizational thing that I I don't really think I have, and uh, she wears a lot of hats too. Like I said, you know, she was fur in the movie, and she did a fantastic job. So thank you for that shout out. Oh no, Carl, she's the best. <laughs> thank you. So if you haven't seen the film yet, be sure to check it out on Amazon Prime. You said it's available on iTunes as well now? Yeah, yep, yep. Just on February 8th it was released. And Congratulations. Sure to like, follow, and tweet on Facebook and Twitter at Mandeo Movie? Yep, Mandeo that's Films. right. Mandeo Movie. Ah, there we go. I'll get this promotion stuff right one day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there any other address I forgot to mention or... Uh, I think we're on Instagram as well. Um, and, you know, give us a rating on IMDb and Amazon and iTunes. It, it, it all helps. Uh, let us know if you liked it or hated it, whatever you want to do. Um, we, we appreciate the feedback and the love. And, and also thank you to everyone who's been streaming it. Uh, we really appreciate the support. It's been overwhelming and wonderful. And just thank you uh, for supporting the movie, guys. Yay! Clap, 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 clap. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you have it. Another episode in the books. Until next time, folks. Say goodbye. Bye. Later. Bye. Who's doing that? Ashley, Sorry. you rolling around in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. Attempt number two. <laughs> It's funny because normally we just worry about the internet cutting out, not me just actually messing it up. <laughs> we are we are cursed for some. I think we're cursed. I really do. I kind of like this. This is really organic. Usually, it's they would cut that out, but I think this is kind of amazing. <laughs> like if I if I have to sneeze, I'm gonna. You, no, that, you're free to do whatever you want. Thank you. Go like frozen. The horrendous choking will definitely not be in it. But <laughs> oh, can't the rest you try of it the outtakes. <laughs>
Outtakes. Outtakes. <laughs>